welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, big news out this week from tech consultancy firm Terum Technologies of a $3 million capital raise to grow the company and to use it as a runway to take on some of the bigger traditional consulting firms. Terum's got a very impressive roster of clients, including Qantas, QBE, the ATO, and MYOB. Its founder and CEO is Scott Middleton, and he's my guest today on The Unicorns. Welcome to the program, Scott. Hey, how are you going? Very well. When did you first set up Terum? Uh, back in 2011, in, in December of 2011. Okay. And, and what were you doing before you set up the business? Yeah. So but before I started Terum, I worked uh, in sales for a, for a, at the time it was a software as a, so a SaaS company, a software as a service company, but we, we didn't really call it that back then. Yeah. Um, I worked in sales in, in that selling licenses and, and new customers in the commercial property industry. Mm-hmm. And then prior to that, uh, you know, going way back, my, my journey started when I was about, I think it was 14. I, I created a mobile game back when all you could <laughs> play was, was snake and, uh, I love snake. That worldwide. Um, and what, what was, what was that called? It's called shuriken storm. You can, you can watch a video of it on, on YouTube. Actually. I, I dug it up the other day. Spell it. It sh- oh, shuriken, like you know the the ninja star thing that you, the oh, ninjas throw. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a, it was a ninja game. <laughs> where that where that idea come from? Oh, I think I remember the summer before high school, just loving, just just I, I got given a thing that taught me how to program. And my yeah, mind yeah. just went racing, and I I like created some websites and got in. You know, I loved games, so I decided I was going to build a game, and I I ended up building a a game. And yeah, selling that, selling that to a local publisher, mobile game publisher, and then we published that worldwide. It was it was kind of cool, and I got got my first my first royalty check, and I think with all of the the money, I remember I think I bought a Nintendo sixty four and an Xbox or something like that. <laughs> that would have been that would have been very nice getting a little royalty check. Yeah, is it? Well, yeah, teenager. yeah, especially yeah, yeah that, that's right. I didn't, I didn't. You know, you can look back and go, oh, I should have invested it and, and been really disciplined. But as a kid, who cares? Go, care. play, what does like, it matter? Go, go fun. Is that is that probably when the on, your entrepreneurial spirit was born? Yes. Maybe back then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. I, well, you, almost objectively, yeah. That's, that's when you'd say. And so getting out of um, SaaS sales, what made you think, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into tech consultancy? Yeah, look. So I've done. I, I've really done a full gamut of engineering. So I can. I'm dangerous behind coding, and uh, <laughs> I, I, really, for me, it's always been a journey of of loving the business of technology. And mm. what what I saw was through uh, having being involved in a few a few startups as well as doing work with some of the bigger companies around town. I, I really got to see that there was a kind of better way to go around building products um, and tech products. And that's what got me interested. And and eventually, you know, I had a few people say, hey, could you come and help on it on a consulting basis? I kept saying no. 
And then I decided in, you know, that, that year in, in 2011, early 2012 to just, to really just go for it and start saying, saying yes and, and looking, really looking around. So it was very much a standing start mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways. Just got out there, wore the, wore the shoe leather, um, won a few early customers and just built the business out from there. <laughs> Did you know what you were doing back then? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone that tells you otherwise is, is lying. Anyone that yeah. says that if I, yeah. if I had to know what I was in for, would I, would I have done that's, it? That's Probably often the way to get started. You go, okay, yeah, we can do that. And then you yeah, just yeah, try that, and figure out a way how to do it. That's it. That's it. But, I, you know, I think genu- over time it's really evolved. You know, we, we've taken some twists and turns to get to where we are, but we're, now we're just purely focused on on helping companies build tech products, build build ventures, and and the like the the, the engineering side as well as the um, the strategy, the commercials, the product management side, mm-hmm. and, and the design side. So kind of like bringing all those together. That that's what we love doing, and it, it's you know to build tech products. That's what you've got to do. You've got to bring all these things together. You can't have one one without the other. So if we if we break it down, how is it that you describe what it is that Terum does? Yeah, it depends who I'm talking to. Okay. If I'm talking to someone in the industry, I'll say we build tech products and they nod their head and understand what we do. Hmm. If I'm talking to someone outside the industry, the tech industry that is, um, it, it's slightly harder but i think you know now people are more, more complex aware of, conversation yeah. yeah but i think people are more aware of all right I've, i'm building a tech thing and it's a little bit different to what the rest of my business does whether it's whether it's building look let, let me roll back and say almost most businesses now their primary channel for revenue or or the experience of their business is digital it, it's mm. technology you know, if you're if you're a bank, it's mostly through your apps and your your web experience. Um, if you're an insurer, it's the same thing. If you're the government, it, it's the same thing. We experience mm. we experience our institutions through through digital Did and you? our existing organisations. But then, you know, all, all these new businesses, as well, many of which you, you guys cover and everyone's familiar with. You know, the the stripes of the world, the Airbnbs. Um, the Googles, all that, you know, they, they were built digitally native. If um, And there's a particular way to go about it. And it's different. It's a bit different because of the, I guess, the, the tools you've got available, different techniques you've got available, um, the speed at which you can move and the speed at which your competitors move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, it just brings a, a particular way of working and a particular culture that you need. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's really what we're focused on. This thing of, you know, if, if, if digital is how you're going to grow your business significantly, if it's going to be your point of difference, um, if it's your primary experience, that's where we exist. We, we, you know, we've, and we're very clear on that. We, we kind of don't go outside those borders if that's not the case or if, if someone's looking just to use technology as a bit of a, a cost-cutting exercise or an automation exercise, that, that's not us either. Yeah, okay. we, want, we want to be involved in in technology that's that's going to 10x your your business. So so you set it up roughly 10, 10 years ago. How has Terum evolved over that time? Yeah, so ha- how's it evolved? 
Uh, we, we started out on the engineering side and it's really evolved from there, from, you know, just doing engineering projects for people. So like build building apps and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, can you build me an app? And, and you know, whatever the app is, we, we would go and build it. Yep. What, what we kind of came to see was, and, and sort of already knew was that if we just go and build something for people, we often don't get them the result that they were looking for. Mm. And there's a lot you learn in building a lot of technology around you. Well, the big one is it's not enough to just build something right. You've got to build the right thing and building the right thing is actually just as hard, if not harder than building something right. So, so what do I, what do I mean by that? Well, building the right thing takes a lot more patience and discipline than a lot of people realize. And and every day I'm reminded of this, you know, it's really about you've got to do your research. It sounds it sounds everyone kind of nods their head when I say this to them. But when I show them that, that everyone's like, yeah, yeah, of course you do, Scott. Of course you do. But then when push comes to shove, what most people do is they jump in and just start just start building something. Oh no, no, we know what the the, the most. I probably hear it a couple of times a day. No, no, we know what we need to build. We know what we need to build. Probably you know eight times out of ten that statement's wrong. Yeah, I, okay. You can never say it to people's faces because. <laughs> but is that where is that where you guys come in? If a client says, "Okay, can you build us this?" and you might say, "Have you thought about doing it this way?" or over here, it's going to be better if you do it like this. Yeah, what what we tend to say is, "Look, we can we can build that if you've got high conviction." Because I have learned as well that sometimes someone's got high conviction on something that you think is crazy, and they're mm. right. They're right. Yeah. <laughs> and the world's full of full of that, right? Like yeah. there's yeah. a lot of good examples we can point to. But equally the world's full of a lot of people that have high conviction with not enough information for their conviction. So mm. I think what, what often we do is we tend not to say, Oh no, no, we, we know the right thing that you can build. What we say is your customers know the right thing to build. Let's mm. go and spend time with them. But that but that means there's a discipline to that. It's not the case of showing up and saying, hey, you know, um, hey, Justin, if I built you a, a great podcasting app, would you use it? You're going to say, yeah, probably. But that's not, that actually doesn't give me any information to build a business or, or mm. a product on, mm. right? I, right? I've got to ask something like, I've got to ask about past behavior. I've got to ask about what you're currently doing. Um I, I need to make sure I'm interviewing the right number of people. I need to make sure I'm sorting the 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 signal from the noise, as we we kind of say, because, um, and, and I've got to make sure I'm there's a what I'm getting to is there's a real discipline around, and there's a lot of techniques available and out there for how you make sure you're going to build the right thing. Yes. And so what we say to 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 customers is, um. Or to anyone in technology really is like follow the disciplines and you, you kind of, you can save yourself a lot of, you can reduce your risk, but you can also really find where the gold, the gold is. I get like another example around this would be, it's all about interviews. It's often around data as well. So, so uh, Twitch, if you're familiar yes. with the business, yep. Twitch, yep. Um, the game streaming platform, Twitch, uh, actually, they had a whole bunch of iterations and they were kind of just doing what, what their customers said and they had people 
uh, streaming pirated movies, people streaming football games without having to pay. They had all these different use cases, but what they realized was their most engaged audience with the highest propensity to pay was only about 5% of their user base at the time. And that was their gaming. (laughs) The games. Their gaming streamers. Watching people play games. And they said, hang on a second. What if we killed off the rest of our user base and focused on these 5%? And so the thing is them realizing that decision, there's actually a lot of great techniques, frameworks, ways of thinking. It's really around the discipline of product management in order to realize that insight faster. And so what we often help people with is is exactly these disciplines and these practices because it's often right. what, what's missing um, and it's where the gold is, to be honest. And do you reckon people often are in too much of a rush or they've spent so much time on planning that when you give them that advice, potentially they don't want to hear it? Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's it. The last thing often people want to do is slow down. Mm. They, they want to get going um, for sure. And, you know, I see it. Uh, I do some angel investment as well. I'm just thinking about your, your audience of investors. It, it's the same when you're on the investing side um, in that probably the best thing to do is to slow down and call some of the customers of the business you're looking at. I don't know if, you, if you're looking at, um, at like, Afterpay or or zero or, or whoever it might be. So we because we often get involved in due diligence and mm-hmm. and one of the things to do because you can apply these same techniques to make an investment. It, it's hard to slow down because you just want to go right. Yeah, that's you, it. You just want to pull the trigger. No, 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 no. I, I know where I'm headed. I just want I just want to get moving and 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 uh that that discipline of slowing down, checking your emotions. It's challenging. And so. In terms of um, staff numbers, what? Um, how many people have you got on board? Yeah, so we're about 45 people currently, 45, 50. And we, we kind of scale up as well as we take different things on. Um, mm. Yeah. And tell us about some of the clients you, you're working with, Scott. I mentioned some in my introduction, but... Uh, Maybe maybe get into the weeds a little bit on some of the clients um, that that we'd be familiar with and some of the work that you've done. Yeah, them. I can talk. I can talk about the public stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, well, obviously about, what you can talk about. Yeah, yeah, a lot of what we do, we've got to we've got to um, keep you know, under wraps. Yeah, standard standard kind of stuff. But what I can talk about one of the, one of the really exciting businesses that um, we we had a small role to play, but but helped them fast track their roadmap. Is, is Immutable, Australia's fastest ever unicorn. Um, mm. Immutable's got an NFT trading platform, so non-fungible token, uh, something with, all, you know, basically in the crypto world, if you're not yep. familiar with the term. Um, and they've got a, it's basically a, a, well, it's more than just a, a platform for gamers. It's really become a platform for anyone to create and trade tokens. Um but they've got uh, last time I it, it keeps growing. But last time I checked, the market cap on uh, their their token exchange was something it was over a billion dollars last time I checked, and that that rise has just been so fast. It, it's mm. crazy to watch, and you know I love I love just being involved in any way, shape, or form with these kinds of companies because they're just so exciting. But yeah, the, the role we played there was helping them fast track the development of of their marketplace 
by yes. deploying one of our one of our engineering teams jumped in and and helped them get there and then uh you know another sets on the the tech the tech company side you you could say and then on on um the other end of town so what we love doing is taking a lot of the the insights that we gain from being involved in a company like immutable and we love taking what we kind of learn there and there's there's other startups and really scale ups that we get involved with taking that and starting to apply it to you know organizations like like Qantas or the or the tax office even and mm. you say wow they're pretty interesting kind of companies to have side by side but the the reality is every organization now is looking to what these um you know rapid tech scale ups do and how they do it so quickly and and wanting to apply those those disciplines and and they're actually doing a pretty good job of of catching up mm. um so yeah just to talk a little bit with Qantas we we helped with one of their ventures which was their their well-being their health insurance business yes and, and you know what i loved about being involved in that is when when the product launched and we we shipped it for the first time you know Qantas's share price went up i would i I, we, you know, again, we played a role in that. It, it, it's really Qantas, Qantas and their brand that, that in a lot of ways carried it, but the share price bumped. And, mm. and uh, I can, you know, we, we've had similar thing with IAG. We, we um, released a, a product with them that we've now spun out into a standalone business with them. Um, and that on the, the day of uh, launch was, yeah. was cited by... Uh, some analysts as being one of the really promising signs as to why IAG's stock price can go up in the future because of the investments that IAG was making in in innovation and their workforce. And so, the, yeah, what, what what we love is being involved. When I say you know things that are going to 10x your business, I'm not I'm not joking. This is what we love being involved in the, these things that really are game changing technology for for organizations of all sizes and yeah. and it can come from anywhere that's why you know that's why we're working with the tax office on their new api mm. um, api being a, a way for uh software programs to talk to each other so the the api will will support um any technology provider in the market that wants to implement uh, needs to inter- interact with the tax office via its software, and so you know this is a bit of a game changer in my view for the for the tax office, providing something that makes the economy better overall, and will have some huge, huge, huge consequences for the, the economy and how quickly we can make tax work and how we can move away from forms and towards a digital a, a digital tax system. It's uh, yeah, I, I just get excited thinking <laughs> thinking about it. So, um, so Scott, how do how do clients, how do potential clients find Terram? Are you are you in the in the mix of um, of potential firms when uh, there's a big project on? Yeah, how how do they find us? Look, it's um, a mix of we we do a lot around uh, sharing information for the community. So you know, if you mm-hmm. jump on our website, you can see I've got I, I'm uh, I, I'm 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 interviewing the CTO of Octopus Deploy. This, well, when this goes out, but you know, recording time in the afternoon. We, we've mm. got an ongoing series of interviewing the CTOs from around 
uh, around Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. The, we, we, we've had experts come and talk on our regular, like uh, on our regular podcast webinar. Um, so that's one of the big ways that people find us is we love sharing all these, all these kind of things I'm talking to you about. We love mm-hmm. sharing that with the community. Uh, another way that, that really ha- has really grown the business for us is just um, we, I'm really proud to say like we, we do great work and we can't afford to stuff things up like the big yep. consulting companies can. We, we can't. We go out of business. So, like so you've every, got happy clients who then like to refer, yeah, refer yeah. work and their mates to you as well. Yeah. And you can say, oh, of course Scott's going to say that. But, the, you know, the, the harsh That's reality true. for a yeah. business like us is if we can't do that, we don't succeed. Like we have to do, yeah. we have to do better than the incumbents. And I can really proudly say that we do, and we're we're very proud of that. So that's that's another big source of referral is just the the good work that we do, and people wanting to continue working with us and refer us on. So I've noticed in some of the commentary in recent days, you've you've made the claim that you know the big the big four are potentially ripe for d- uh, disruption. I'd like you to to get into that and, and amplify uh, your thinking behind that. Yeah, it's not even potentially ripe. Um, the the reality is, if if you're a, an organization, you're a, you're a tech company, you're a uh, you're you know an ASX listed top twenty company, or, or you the government. Like one of the things and big hurdles that you've got to overcome is you need the right culture, you need the right disciplines, and you need speed. Like at the end mm. of the day, if you're going to do what we're talking about, it's about speed of iteration and speed to market, speed of working with your customers, these big organizations, they can't, they're, they're, they're the big consulting firms, they're the opposite of speed. Um, that, you know, every second day of the week, they're doing a restructure. They, they'd rather spend time in PowerPoint than talking to customers. There's, a, there's <laughs> no end of, and then the, the other thing is, is they've usually got a historical kind of bent. So if you look at the big strategy firms, their historical bent is uh, the strategy and research, which they're fa- like they're very good at. Yeah. They don't have a background in technology, and then the, the technology firms have got the other problem: their their technology. They come out of technology and they struggle on the the strategy side, and they're too too kind of siloed. So one of the big things that you need to succeed at this, it's called we call it cross functional teams. And that is, you need your strategist sitting next to your engineer, not a strategist sitting in an ivory tower, handing down a decree that we shall enter, we shall enter the the health insurance market. Um, Engineers, go forth, go forth forth and deliver the result. And when they don't deliver, it's like, well, no, no, the strategy was right. The strategy was right. But the end, you know, the, the execution was wrong. And equally, if you've just got, you know, I was saying like if you've just got execution, if you've just got technology without strategy, then you end up in a bad place as well. You waste a lot mm. of money. And so what we've designed the whole, and we can because we're a, we're a, a smaller company, you know, we're, we're, we, we, we've raised some funding to go through the next great iteration of what we're doing. We've, we've designed the business around these cross-functional teams. And, and I'm not like... I'm not alone in this view. This is Amazon. This is how Amazon's been able to be so successful. They've got the two pizza team thing. And what that really means is everyone 
who's who's working on something is on the same like within the same team and that team must only be as big as two pizzas. Now these are American style size pizzas. No, they're realized. pretty big. Because I eat a pe- I eat a pizza and a half myself, but <laughs> so I'm like, what is this? A one and a half thin and crispy. Yes, but but you know you kind of you, you get where I'm coming at at it from, and that, that's how we've designed our our business and and also our business model. Because if you're one of these big consulting firms, you're not interested in a short iteration that may or may not continue. You want to sign everyone up to multi-year, multi-million-dollar programs. That's kind of because that's what the partners need to make 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 um make things work. That's where the incentives lie in those big firms. So there's a whole bunch of reasons, business model, cross-functional, that we can make it work because we've designed for that from the ground up. And mm-hmm. the silos and everything in these big consulting firms don't and incentives just don't allow it to happen. It's a structural issue that they they can't overcome. Look, there's a lot of advantages to their size, but in this particular problem domain, building tech products, they that they, they can't get it right, in my view. It's or not it's their sweet take spot. Yeah, that's right. So you've just got um, three million dollars of fresh capital on board. What is the plan, Scott, for uh, the months and years ahead with with that new financial yeah. runway? And that 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 three million is kind of like. The, the starting point in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's, the, it, it's what, what we're using that for is doubling down on what we're currently doing mm-hmm. and, and really kind of solidifying the foundations of, of what I've been t- touching on already with you. And the next step for us is um, we're, we're raising additional money next year to go and make acquisitions around the business. Um, and so it's a case of, supercharging what we've got and and building onto it with like-minded um complementary companies that that can help along you know this space of strategy technology strategy engineering um api platforms right have you got um you probably won't tell me but have you got any initial targets in mind or some some industries you're looking at thinking that's uh, a potential target yeah, of course we do, but I can't. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it's. Okay. Um, I think. I think the the phrase that everyone loves to tell me with this is it's about kissing a lot of, lot of frogs. A lot of frogs. Of prince. You're out um, there. I hope they're COVID. I hope you're COVID safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, we're 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 just out chatting to a couple of folks, and we'll you know in the new year, hopefully we can we can uh, start sharing things more publicly about that. Well, it's a great journey, Scott. Um, I think a lot of people will definitely be taking notice of uh, of your business and uh, your future. Many thanks for coming on to the podcast today and sharing your journey. Scott Middleton, founder and CEO of Terum Technologies, many thanks for your time today. No worries. Thanks, Justin.